What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. Welcome back for another episode. I'm here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going great. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. I uh, had a nice weekend getaway, and now back to the, the cold in Chicago, unfortunately. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so cold here. It's terrible. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good reason to stay inside, play some games, get really uh, get to know your vibe very well. So hopefully people have a reason to do that if they're in cold weather. Yep. But we have our news episode today coming to you on Tuesday. Again, um, was out of town yesterday, so left that notice for you guys on our Game Talk episode. And here we are, a brand new week. Got some major items that um, we'll be discussing. And yeah, what do you say, Ronnie? Let's jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Well, first one, let's just cut right to the chase. Uh, Vive Studios was announced, I believe, at the end of last week. And for those unfamiliar, uh, this is probably going to be something similar to what Oculus has going on with Oculus Studios. Uh, It is going to be releasing first-party titles. They have dozens, uh, and that's a quote, dozens of releases expected for 2017. So that's actually very exciting. And the first release uh, just came out. It's called Arcade Saga. I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but I I did see some positive reviews on Steam. So looking forward to getting that. Uh, But what are your thoughts, Ronnie? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a good thing for sure. I mean, there's a lot of there's in general with the the VR community, there's been a lot of back and forth as to you know whether exclusives are healthy or not healthy for VR in general and and all of that uh, talk. But I mean, considering Oculus has their own first party uh, you know first party titles coming out, I think it's only natural that the Vive should also develop something similar. And just in general, regardless of what uh, gaming platform that that you know that you may or may not have have experienced over the years, um, all other platforms generally in the gaming business have had first party uh, you know development, and a lot of that has uh, has spurred on or funded some of the biggest franchises in gaming. I mean, you look to uh, you look to Sony with. Uh, you know, the Uncharted series, those are, while they're not first party titles, they're exclusive to uh, the Sony platform. Um, you have uh, lots of first party titles with Microsoft, Halo, Forza, you know, Gears of War was a first. Uh, again, I guess that was technically not a first party, but for all intents and purposes, it kind of was because it was funded by Microsoft um, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But in general, I mean, in general, all of these consoles. You look at Nintendo and their success over the years. Those are all first-party titles. And the so, stuff that... Hold on, just one quick second. Before we go into it, I know that I've learned this stuff recently when talking with you and like just understanding the gaming industry, uh, I guess, uh, better overall. But for mm-hmm. maybe people who don't have a, a gaming background, can you describe or at least explain the differences between uh, first-party and third-party titles and things like that? Sure, sure. It's really easy. Basically, I mean... Technically, there there are some in betweeners, I guess, in there. But in general, you have first and and third party uh, development teams, and basically, you know, third party development in gaming is usually done by company or is always done. It's done by outside companies, and it's a it's a it's a standalone company that develops a game 
and then they decide or work with the diff- the various uh, platforms out there to try to bring their their titles to those platforms. So they they own you know the titles completely outright on their own, and then they they you know they find a way to get them onto to each of the platforms. First party titles, on the other hand, or first party development teams uh, developers are. Are, are companies that are, or teams rather, that are owned by the platform itself, typically. So, so whereas, whereas in electronic arts is a third party because they're a separate company from the Microsoft, you know, Sony's, Nintendo's, uh, you know, Valve or, or Steam and, you know, all, Oculus and, and Vives of the world, they're completely separate from that. But then they, they have their own development teams and they develop titles for all these different platforms, uh, there are other development teams that are actually owned and managed by those those actual companies, the platform holders. So maybe, so Microsoft has, you know, a number of teams, of development teams that they completely own and manage on their own, and those teams are dedicated to only making games for that platform. And now- so... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say this. And some of the benefits for that is one, the control, but also the funding that goes into it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if uh, basically, I mean, those those games are are being made in order to promote that platform. So, so assuming you know it's a franchise that the platform holders uh, have have an interest in, think they'll make a lot of money. Maybe they'll add variety to the types of games on that platform, etc. Um, it gives it gives those. Those uh, games, you know, uh, those development teams, a stability in a sense, and and like I said, it also so so not only do they have the resources, but they have direct connections with those companies. They have they have more re- development resources at their disposal. They're also focused on only one platform, so they can you know really you know bring home the the strengths of those platforms, either in terms of just you know the technical capabilities or. Or you know, if it if it's a VR system, for example, uh, they can really just focus only on that type of controller, that type of setup, and really get that last you know a bit of of polish and performance out of it. So so there are definitely benefits to you know only developing a game for one platform, and then also to have the funds and the backing um, of that platform and those of that platform and you know the platform holders. Uh, you know, above all else. So, so those are some of the benefits. And of course, the downsides are, you know, with limited teams out there working on VR titles, uh, you know, and the limited user base that we have out there right now, uh, the more, you know, you, you develop software for only one system, you know, if you're on the other side of the fence and you have a different headset, uh, you're, you're not able to play those games most likely. And, you know, it, it kind of fractures the community a little bit more and, and you know, prevents, you know, some of that, that buildup and, and camaraderie between everybody. So, so you know, it, it continues to fracture the, the community. So, so those are some downsides to it. And, and obviously on the Vive side, um, most of that discussion has been pro open, open VR, open, you know, open platforms and, and Oculus has been more about the curated, you know, storefront and kind of the small. But you kind of had a feeling that that HTC was was going to move in this direction when they when they launched Viveport and when they 
when they were starting to, you know, put more and more resources behind uh, the software development side of things. Because, I mean, and I think this is where you'll see kind of a, a shift a little bit between, you know, what Vi- what HTC will be doing with the Vive versus, you know, Valve and its, uh, and its support of, of just Steam VR more generally speaking, is, you know, you, we've had that year or so where the HTC Vive could really, you know, coming into its own. And while there's always going to be that huge Steam support, obviously, um, since it was co-developed by, by both of them, you know, HTC probably wants to make, make, make the Vive a bigger and bigger product. And at the same time, you know, Steam and Valve are going to want to not only support the Vive, but also, you know, potentially support other, other manufacturers out there in the future that'll bring out their own headsets including the Oculus, I mean, to, to, to some extent. So, but yeah, so, so, I mean, as far as, you know, some of the, you know, funding, funding for VR development is difficult. It's, it's expensive. And right now, you know, a lot of these titles aren't making a whole lot of money. So it kind of makes sense for, uh, for developers, if they can potentially work on, work on games under a first party you know, I I would think that that would be a great opportunity for a lot of folks that have yeah, experience in the and 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 who knows? I I don't know the full extent of of whether Vive is or HTC and Vive are still like you know looking for new developers. I'm sure I'm sure they are. Um, I'm sure they already have a team in place as well since. They have already well, announced. There's the, the title, there's the Vive Accelerator program as well. So I mean, this is this is kind of the second effort that HTC is putting out there, which is which is good because this is I think more focused on games. But sorry, go yeah. ahead, continue. No, I I agree with that. So so I mean, so this is more focused on games, but you know they'll also kind of have. I, I'll be curious to see kind of what the quality of the titles are that come out. You'd expect them to really go all out and try to you know, increase the quality or, or really like, you know, especially these first titles really prove to people what the benefits are of, of, of them having first party publishing. So, yeah, I mean, one of the sound bites that came out of it was they wanted to have, you know, deeper gaming experiences or just deeper experiences overall. I guess it was, it was gaming centric. Um, you know, just with the idea that there, a lot of people are, critical when it comes to a lot of the vibe games that are out there saying that they're really just tech demos, um, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I'm not going to comment on either way. It's, I think the technology is cool. I think you have really, really awesome people that are coming out with some fantastic stuff and this is only the beginning. So it's tough to like judge them by end products in other platforms, if that makes sense. You know, like this is, yeah. this is developing at a very, very current and present pace. And so, uh, it's just, we have to see kind of where things go and look back maybe in a couple of years, uh, and, and make an evaluation then instead of saying like, Hey, you know what, right now, all we're getting is this. Well, yeah, all we're getting is this because people are still getting into it. People are still learning how to maximize mm-hmm. the features of, sure. you know, the different VR platforms. And, you know, just going back to, I think one of the conversations we had previously where we were talking about how, what this cross functionality will do and maybe some of the negative negatives that could come from it, uh, which was, you know, room scale kind of being minimized because developers are trying to create experiences that go for both, um, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. both main platforms right now being Oculus and, and HTC Vive. But what this does, or at least what this gives me confidence in the idea that HTC 
I mean, they do tracking, they do room scale tracking fantastically well. That's one of their greatest strengths. And when people compare the two platforms, uh, the two hardware sets, I mean, that's, you know, it's night and day between those on that front. And I'm just speaking on that front. I'm not trying to start something there. I think it's... But yeah, they'll be able to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, no, you're totally right on that. And I think more and more information has came out on, you know, the room scale capabilities of of the Oculus and, you know, and and the touch setup with multiple cameras. And and it's it's clear that the experience is not as great as as what uh, what the, the HTC Vive uh, room scale setup is out of the box. So, yeah. and I, I, I totally agree. It's it. I mean, you know, those dangers of kind of steering away from that, you know, first party focused titles for the Vive could potentially solve that problem because well, you know, they're going to double down. Yeah. They're going to maximize what they do best. And right now that's a room scale. I mean, that's the, yeah. the biggest difference. And so when you have, you know, people sitting down in their, their meetings and their think tanks, you know, I, I've got to believe that, Hey, we do room scale much better than any other platform out there. How do we mm-hmm. make it so that, you know, room scale is the only experience to go. At least that, that would yeah. be my, my hope. And I, no, yeah, I so. think that's right. No, I, I think that's a really great point. And I, and I think that that's a huge advantage here is, you know, if people, if developers were going to kind of split the difference and kind of, de- yeah, this, you know, a first party HTC Vive focused team would be able to, to really maximize what, what an, what a gaming experience will be like in room scale. And I wonder if, you know, part of their thinking along these lines in, in creating first party development up to this point, I mean, you know, you couldn't do really room scale with, with an Oculus unless you had, you know, unless you had a, a pre-release touch or something like that with extra, with extra sensors. If you had an Oculus, you weren't able to do any type of room scale or, or motion based tracking experiences and so and so the vibe really didn't have to you know didn't really have to do a whole lot to make sure that its games were going to stand out from 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 what oculus was releasing with the rift and yeah. now that now that the rift is able to do at least some of that yeah i agree i agree i you know now it's time for htc and 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 you know the people you know working on vive titles to really go out there and show why the tracking system on the Vive is still, very, you know, superior to what's out there in most Oculus setups. I mean, I think, I think that's because I because I think if you do the math and you look at what both of them are actually physically capable of with the tracking, I mean, the Vive is is a better. I, I've I've heard quite a bit about you know you not really being able to have full motion with a lot of the vibe I mean with a lot of the uh the Oculus tracking for example you know not being able to go prone because you know your your sensor doesn't recognize doesn't see you on the floor or you know just in general the limitations that are involved with uh most of the you know setups that you're able to do with the cameras mm-hmm. and and so I would think that that this is HTC's chance to really show why you know, lighthouse tracking and why, why all of that is, is a better fit. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, we're not, we, we're not even going to debate that just because I think it's been documented enough out there in terms of, of the tracking systems between both. But like I was saying earlier, I think ultimately what, what it's going to come down to is the fact that 
HCC is going to be able to provide stuff that maximizes their hardware or Vive mm-hmm. Studio is going to be able to maximize stuff that, that um, you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> Vive will be able to maximize their hardware uh, in the most efficient way possible. So I, I'm excited for that. Yeah, and I think uh, you had been telling me that, I mean, they they announced their first title, right? Yeah, Arcade Saga. So I'm going to make okay. sure I grab that and maybe we can uh, talk about it on an upcoming game talk as well. Yeah, no, and I and I will say the the first party titles that I've tried on the Oculus, especially when I when I got a chance to play some of those sports titles uh, with uh, with the touch when I was at at Best Buy previously. I mean, they were really slick and they were really well done. And I I'd love to see titles that are you know slick and polished like that come out of a Vive a Vive Studios. So so yeah, I'm I'm excited, and we'll have to wait and see and. You know, in general, it's it's just nice to know that these companies aren't shying away from from really, you know, doubling down on on, on what they're doing. Yeah, agreed. And and give it to uh, give it up for HCC or the Vives PR team to, of course, make that announcement the same week the touch comes out, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of well-polished titles, we're just going to touch on this real quick. Uh, For anyone listening that is still considering getting a Vive, there is now a new deal out there and a new incentive for you guys. If you buy a NVIDIA graphics card with a Vive, uh, right now I think the deal is that you get Sirius Sam, Raw Data, and Sports Bar VR. So I would say some of the most or more polished titles out there. But what, what are your thoughts on that, Ronnie, real quick? I think it's great. I mean, all of those titles that you mentioned are, you know, are, are going to impress people and going to, you know, give people a great, a great first experience with the Vive. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny that Raw Data and, and Sirius Sam to some extent are both kind of similar titles. So I would have liked to see them branch out to, you know, not just wave based shooters and, 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 and the like, but still those are games that I think everyone w- will enjoy. And the fact that they're, Doing the bundle where if you buy an NVIDIA product, you know, in the Vive, you get those. T- I think a lot of people out there are already going to be doing that anyway. So, so essentially, if if unless you already had a PC capable enough of running uh, a VR system, for a lot of new new uh, people that are getting into the into VR, I think this is great because they'll they'd probably be getting a lot of this the same type of hardware anyways, and now they're just going to get additional free games in it, you know, uh, to complement those that are already coming with the Vive itself. So. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I mean, most of the people I think listening are Vive owners already. So this is just a quick PSA for those who are still on the fence. Uh, make sure yep. you grab it and get these awesome games. And I mean, you'll also get the, the games that come with the Vive. So, um, there will be other experiences there. Yep. But we have two more items. We're going to shift away from Vive-centric news right now and go to, I guess, just from the VR world. And we'll just touch on these points because there's still a lot in development and a lot of details that we don't have yet that aren't available. But I just wanted to make sure that we mention them because uh, they do seem like they will be pretty big in the coming weeks, months, and potentially years. Uh, The first one is Oculus. The CEO, and I'm gonna—I don't know how to pronounce his last name—but Brendan Irabe stepped down, and I hope I said his his last name correctly. And he will be heading up the PC division. And I know this has created waves on the Reddit forums, but what are your quick thoughts on it, Ronnie? Yeah, just my quick thoughts. I don't necessarily think it's you know all doom and gloom for Oculus, like some of the people are trying to make it seem on the Reddit. Uh, but but I do think it's a it's a big development. 
basically, it sounds like Oculus is going through a major restructuring, and they're basically uh, separating out the mobile side of the VR platform that they, they're running uh, from the PC side. And so, I mean, I think it, it's potentially a positive thing. I think that, you know, focusing on, on PC VR separately from mobile VR has a lot of benefits. And in a lot of ways, I think the company was already kind of doing that anyways. Um, there are, you know, long-term, one could argue that, that Facebook... An Oculus might be more incentivized to focus on the mobile side since that's going to be kind of the larger market um, versus the higher end, you know, PC side of things. So that could potentially be a downside. But but I I think I don't think that they have any intentions of of abandoning one or the other. I really think this is just a way to to you know kind of double down on each and and rightfully so recognize that you know. The challenges on one on 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 one on one side of the platform, while it's going to help the other side, might not necessarily always be in sync. So, so I I think it makes sense, and I and I'm not honestly I'm not surprised. I kind of already assumed that they were kind of on separate tracks to some extent. You look at what's being done, you know, with the Samsung Gear and 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 all of that, and and this is I think I think if anything, this is probably. Um, coming from the fact that Oculus had already announced some, you know, they were kind of making that middle ground territory with, uh, with their wireless version of the Oculus uh, kind of, you know, that new headset that they were developing that looked like it was almost like a hybrid between the Rift and, and a, and a Samsung gear, gear VR. I think, I think this is Oculus recognizing the importance of kind of having both and, internally kind of you know having their own hardware their own guys work on a mobile platform in addition to what was being done with you know the samsung gear stuff before yeah and then and then still keeping up with the pc stuff just you know with separate teams so i'll be interested like you said it's it's early now it was just a brief announcement we don't have a lot of details on it yet i would be interested to see kind of what those breakdowns look like and where some of the some of the big wigs at Oculus are going to be focusing their time. I mean, I know like John Carmack's a big one. I think it sounded like he was kind of, you know, working quite a bit on the mobile side also, because he did talk about uh, mobile VR stuff quite a bit mm-hmm. at the last Oculus Connect. But I mean, yeah, it, I think this is just kind of a wait and see thing. We'll, we'll, we'll keep, keep a look at and kind of how both, both sides of, of the company are, are going in the future and, and it's it's interesting, nonetheless. So. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with you on that in terms of, of the diverging different VR platforms that they have. I think people may have been more so just wondering, why why have him stepped down? Like, is there trouble in the Oculus camp? Because I, I'm not going to say it's easy to, to promote someone to a position, mm-hmm. but... You know, when somebody steps down, there's there's usually a a reason for it, usually not a good one unless it's retirement or something. But yeah, uh, you know what I mean. So I think people are just yeah. kind of getting a little wary about where what this means. Like, did did Oculus not live up to certain expectations, whatever you know X Y Z might be. But no reason for us to speculate. I think that's just kind of where the the sentiment is, or sentiment is, or at least why people are you know discussing this as much as they have uh, on the forum mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, no, we'll see. 
All right. Well, last point for today, last news point, and uh, you actually brought this to my attention uh, very, very recently, or at least, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, just, just, yeah. Um, the Cronus Group announced new standard collaboration for VR integration. So I don't know if you want to dive into this because it sounds really, really cool. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know a lot of the details, and honestly, I don't think a lot of the details have been announced or even really worked out yet. But the Cronus Group is basically a uh, uh, you know, collaboration of, of various companies in the industry, uh, not just the VR industry, but the gaming and electronics, you know, in industry as a whole, the tech industry, I should say. Um, you know, you have everyone from 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 Google to Valve to uh, to Oculus to you know Microsoft to uh, you know the list goes on and on. I'm pretty yeah. sure Microsoft is on that list. Um, but anyways, I mean, it's basically all of the major names in the tech industry, and they're a part of this group, and the group essentially has you know, been the driving force behind a lot of open uh, APIs and different software um, languages for, for video game development and other developments. And you know, one, of the, one of the big ones has been Vulkan as of late, um, you know, OpenGL, all of, these, all of these underlying APIs that uh, you know, developers can use to really bridge the gap in there when in programming, you know, between different uh, types of hardware and whatnot, and and you know, in an open in an open environment. And they recently announced that they're they're going to be focusing on creating an open uh, an open API for VR. And like I said, Valve and Oculus are just and and Google are just three. Of, of the many uh, companies that are signed on to this onto this initiative, so I think you know what what people are really hopeful about is if it can catch on, um, it'll be a way to develop a a VR specific writing language potentially an API that uh, that will allow developers to take advantage of of some of the higher functionalities and efficiencies for VR. So it should make make. You know, it should make developing titles in VR and getting to the the hardware that NVIDIA and, and potentially AMD um, will be uh, will be releasing that is more focused on VR. Hopefully, it'll lead to some of those capabilities being being easier to develop for. So, so I hope that makes sense. I'm not a developer myself, so I, I feel like some of it may have been a little bit, you know, not. 100% correct, but the bottom line is open API for VR. All of the major platforms seem like they're going to be uh, working with it. And so I think it, it offers a ton of potential um, and hopefully increased performance and better VR experiences overall once it eventually catches on. So I don't think it's a short-term thing. I think it's a long-term thing. I would imagine that this is going to take months, if not years, to, to come up with something that, you know, is, is finally worked into a product. I, I know Vulcan, for example, is, is barely in a few products now. And it's, you know, we've been hearing about that for forever. So it's, you know, it's more of a long-term thing. But regardless, it's just nice to see that everyone is interested in, in playing together. So Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think... At some point in, in every major industry, you see that, you know, this this type of standardization, and I think that's only going to help things as it goes along. And so for, you know, VR, it, it is good to see all the major players kind of stepping in and, you know, trying to see where this, this takes it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So it's all of these, 
news items are pretty exciting and and I think well you know I think in general things are leading in the right direction. I mean it's interesting to see these open initiatives while at the same time you see individual companies doubling down creating first party development teams and whatnot. I think in general regardless of what direction everything leads it looks like everything's pointing in the correct direction which is that VR is here to stay and it's only going to get bigger and better and yeah it's it's like always it's exciting times it's it's the best time to to you know be messing around with VR (laughs) well that's that's a good note to end on so we'll wrap things up there (laughs) I think that's all I got you too Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Well, thank you all for tuning in for another Vive VR News episode. Uh, We will have another interview for you guys tomorrow, Wednesday, our usual interview episode day, uh, followed by Game Talk later this Friday. So have a fantastic week, and we will talk to you guys again very, very soon. Take care.